tell you that together we are unstoppable. During this season my goal is to provide you with stories from amazing women and business owners which will help you to adopt, grow and exercise that entrepreneurial spirit and mindset that already exists within you. I hope these stories allow you to learn, scale and become more resilient. I hope they can show you how to build your dreams and open doors. Remember that you already are exceptional and you deserve to sit at any table you desire to be in. You were meant for greatness. So let's get loud. Own your today. Own your story. And let's build together a better tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. And with us today, we have Rachel Robinson, and she is the CEO of Siege Technology Solutions, an amazing insure tech company helping insurance agencies out there. And I cannot wait to hear her story. Welcome, Rachel. How are you? Hi, Monica. I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I am so happy to have you here. And I know that it is uncomfortable for you right now. And it's okay. We will make it through this episode. I promise. So tell me a little bit about who you are and what is your backstory? How did you got to insure tech? Well, probably like just about everybody in any kind of insurance field, it was a very unexpected route that I got here. It was not in, it planned. Most people don't say, you know, age seven, I want to be an insurance when I grow up. You know, it's one of those things that most people fall into one way or another. So I was, you know, in college, didn't really know what I wanted to do, which is most people's story. Um, started out as an aerospace major because I thought, hey, flying sounds cool, right? You know, so that's something fun to do. Um, and so did aerospace uh, for a year, year and a half, and really enjoyed it. I, I loved it. I loved the challenge. It was something interesting, something new to learn. Um, but I knew that wasn't really a job that I wanted. I didn't want to have the schedule where I was, you know, away from home all the time. Um, so I knew I didn't really want to do that for a living. So I kind of looked for a different major, doing something else, and um ran across, and I don't even remember how I ran across him, but the dean of the insurance um, department at our college was very um, good about talking to students and recruiting for his department and that sort of thing. And so somehow he convinced me with scholarship money to come uh, enroll in the insurance department there at the, at the college. And so I said, okay, sure, you're gonna give me some money. I'll, I'll enroll and take a few classes for you. So that's how I got into insurance to start with. Um, I just uh, happened to run across, across him in the hallway one day and got offered scholarship money because they were recruiting uh, insurance students. And I was also a poor college student at the time, 
looking for a job, any job. It didn't matter what kind of job it was. I just knew I couldn't work with food because I would dump it all over everyone. So I um, walked into an insurance agency one day and just said, hey, are you hiring? And interviewed with the agency owner there and he offered me a job on the spot. Um, and the rest is history. I actually worked in insurance in that agency um, with that agency owner for the next 11 years. Um, and it was really good. I finished out through college went on um, to stay on there after college and it was a great environment. Um, yeah. He is one of the best uh, guys that I've ever like worked for um, yeah. at the time. Um, just very supportive and always encouraging and always encouraging to learn something different and to just you know learn it on your own and not making you feel like you're second guessing, you know, not having a clue what you're doing. Yeah. So it was a really good environment to get started in and, and to, to build up. And so I started in personal lines, you know, with customer service and then got licensed and personalized agent, worked into commercial insurance and actually really liked the commercial insurance um, because it was a challenge. It was always something different to learn, um, something new to, to figure out. Um, and it was just a, lot, a little bit more variation, I guess, than just doing personal lines all the time. So I really enjoyed that. And like I said, I was an agent um, there for 11 years. Um, took a break for a little while when I had my son and um, that was important to me to take time to spend um, time with my son when he was young. So I stepped away for a few years for that. Um, did a, a couple of other things working with some family um, between them. But then um, that same agency owner had called me a couple of times over the years, like asking me if I'd come back. And, um, I was like, oh, I don't think so. I'm, you know, kind of doing something else right now. And so finally, he convinced me to come back um, to the agency with, with a different proposition, not, not as an agent, but more as like a project management type, because they were looking to change their management system again. Okay. And through the previous stint there, the, the previous 11 years, um, I had helped facilitate their change in management systems twice before. Mm. So I had some experience doing that. And so I was like, okay, well, that sounds kind of interesting, you know, I, Oh, sure. We'll go with that. So I came back. Um, it was perfect timing because, you know, my son was going back to school. So I was ready to kind of move back into more of a permanent position. And we worked on getting that um, agency management system in his agency, you know, switch, switch over to this new system that they were wanting to move to. And Needless to say, after several months and lots of money, um, the system didn't do all that it promised it would do. It didn't work the way it was supposed to work. Um, it kept costing more and more money trying to get things set up. Um, it wasn't very user-friendly. And at that point, that's where we kind of had this epiphany. It's like, at the time, we had a separate agency management system and a separate CRM system because he yeah. was early on in the development of the CRM systems, he realized he was missing that marketing component for his agency. And so they had this CRM system that they loved, that it was easy to use, worked well. And then we had the management system, but they were two separate systems that we we're having to manage separately. And I just had this thought, it's like with technology today, why in the world are we having two separate systems? Why can't there be one system that does both instead of trying to make things talk to each other or whatever so that's where we started on our journey um the agency owner and i um we partnered up together and decided that we were going to develop our own system and then it was something that 
worked so well for us that we decided we needed to package it up and offer it to other agencies because it's exactly what all these agencies are looking for that yeah. there wasn't a good solution because we had looked and looked and couldn't find a solution that did what needed to do so long story short that's kind of how we ended up in this technology space so it grew out of the agency um, and what agencies needed and didn't have and trying to develop a solution for that so that's pretty amazing, right? Like, and you weren't even gonna take the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he convinced me to come back, but it was easy because he was like great to work for. So yeah. I mean, that makes a huge difference. Who you work for and who you work yes. with really makes a huge yes. difference in life. Yeah, and you know what? It is so true when you have people around you when actually, that actually has a vision and that can support you and that are willing to change and are willing to put the effort in order to grow and grow the right way it makes the whole difference that's the same situation that happened with uh me and my partner troy we you know we were just doing some consulting together you know i was helping him with like you know the sales team and just overall you know having phone calls every day about different topics different things and when um, we were faced with an issue uh, from an, an, an employment and employee perspective, you know, which most people is having right now, you know, the hiring, the right. keeping, keeping people, um, trying to make, you know, uh, employee satisfaction better. Um, we were like, why don't we do this BA thing ourselves? And we kind of, you know, put a business plan together and that's how, we became partners so it's a it's a different space but you know relationships can have good relationships can have a big big difference um, in your life if 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 they are you know executed properly so i'm super happy for you um so on all those years that's interesting your story about college this is the first time i hear a story about someone getting an insurance because of college and it's pretty awesome. However, here in Connecticut, I, I live in Massachusetts, but in Connecticut, you have those people that go for the insurance degree <laughs> right off the get-go. I, I am very intrigued all the time to talk about UConn insurance graduates because I always kind of like, how did you got to insurance, you know, to an undergrad insurance degree? Like, how did you got there? So that was really cool that you went from, a total different space to focus on insurance. So thank you, professor. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, tell me a little bit about how was the adjustment period? And then we'll, we'll, we'll jump into talking about the company and what you guys do and all of that. But tell me a little bit, you know, as a, as a college graduate, then jumping into a job, you know, becoming a mom. So as a woman, how, how did you navigate those waters and how difficult was the decision to come back or, you know, trying to focus on something else other than the family? Because I've seen it, you know, I've seen it many times, you know, I have a really good friend, Tina, um, she left the insurance world because she wanted to focus on being a mom. I was never able to do that. Like I, 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 I stay home for six weeks. That was my maternity leave. Like I, I just couldn't do it. And everybody is so different. But mm -hmm. I know that, you know, as women, sometimes we have a hard time 
detaching or or we have a hard time kind of like leaving the family aside. Um, so how was that transition for those for those women listening today that are maybe trying to go back into the workplace? Well, mom guilt is a real thing. <laughs> and it is. It doesn't matter if you stay at home or if you go to work, you've got mom guilt. You either are not, you know, helping, you know, provide for your family and you're feeling unfulfilled and you're feeling maybe you're not as good a mother because you don't feel fulfilled if you're just staying at home, or maybe if you're staying, you know if you are uh, going back to the workplace and you feel like you're not spending enough time with your, with your kids and you're not there for them. So, I mean, no matter what you choose, there's this guilt that you kind of wrestle with and have to decide what's going to be best for you. And, and there's not one right answer. You know, it's different for everyone and different, different people need different things to, to be able to be fulfilled and to be the best version of themselves to offer to their kids. So for me, um, it was one of those things. Um, my mother had stayed home with us. And it was just something that for me was important um, to stay home with my child when he was young. Um, but also I knew I personally need more than that. Uh, I needed more than to, to stay at home and, and to, to do that. I needed to have something else that I was responsible for and something else that I was a, a creative outlet, I guess, to say. And I actually had a kind of an easy transition back into the workforce a little bit sooner than anticipated because I mentioned earlier in my story, had a brief stint where I was working with some family. So my brother um, is a dentist and he um, had had purchased his own office during, during this time period. And so after my son was about 18 months old, he had called me and asked if I would help him run his office. He wanted to fix teeth. He didn't want to worry about the business side. He didn't know anything about the business side because they don't teach him a whole lot of that in dental school, apparently. So he just wanted to fix teeth and go home and he needed somebody to take care of the office uh, business side of it. So for me, it was a nice transition back into the workforce because I was able to go back to my hometown where my parents still were. So my mother was able to take care of my child and I was able to work just, you know, part time for my brother, managing his office and helping that to kind of straighten that out and clean that up and then to run his office for a couple of years. But then um, there was a lot of travel back and forth. Um, to where my brother's office was. And I knew that when my son started school, I wouldn't be able to be doing so much traveling back and forth. So I knew in my head coming up when it was time for him to start school that I would have to do something different. Um, and so, and that just happened to be the perfect timing when my current business partner had called me back again and asked again if I would come back. It just happened to be right before it was time for my son to start school. So the timing was just impeccable. So it just kind of easily transitioned in. And, you know, starting out when I just was hired on with his agency, again, it's just project management, like implementation manager type role. Um, again, cannot speak highly enough about the people that I work with because always very supportive, family was always important. So it's like, hey, you know, if you need to come in at a certain time because of things for your child for school, or if you have to leave to pick up your child, it was always very supportive, very encouraging, you know, do what you need to do. You know, he knows that we're gonna get the job done and is flexible and allowing us to do what needs to happen. So it was, a, for me, I had a much easier transition than I know a lot of people have because a lot of people don't have that sort of flexibility or understanding with their employment, so. Right, right, right. So that was really good, that's really good. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the idea that mm -hmm. flourish, you know, between you and your partner and how you have been able to execute and what, what are we doing for the insurance industry? Tell me all about it. 
Okay, sure. So uh, as I mentioned, uh, most agencies had an AMS system. There are still some agencies out there that somehow manage without any kind of agency management system, but most agencies do have an agency management system. And they manage your policies well. I mean, that's you know kind of what they're made for. But what you know, my business partner was realizing is that they didn't really have good ways, effective ways to market, to nurture your clients. And, you know, you could run some reports and, you know, do some manual calls or things, but it didn't really promote um, growing your business. It was just managing your book that you had. And so at the time, he'd researched in uh, different CRM systems that were, you know, starting to become very popular. And so he uh, chose a CRM system and he was managing, we were inputting information into two separate systems. So that created duplicate work for agents was extremely frustrating. And then also if things got updated in one place and not another, you don't know which one is correct, but it did provide that marketing platform and that client nurturing platform that, that didn't exist in, in this, these legacy management systems. So during this time when we had tried to make the switch to this new, system that's that supposedly was going to offer the best of both worlds um, it was been built on the salesforce platform so it sounded exactly like what we were looking for so we're like great we're going to do this and so that's where he brought me in to make that transition and like i said it it just was very challenging it wasn't very user friendly as far as customizations and trying to get things actually working and flowing. So we spent about six months trying to make that transition. It just was going nowhere fast. And we kept spending more and more money having to hire Salesforce engineers, trying to get it to do what we needed to do. And it just didn't work. And then that's where you're sitting here with this other CRM system that is so user-friendly, so customizable. It's like, why can't we just get this policy data and somehow get it pushed into this CRM system that's so easy to use? And so I was like, why don't we just do this? Why don't we just build it. Um, so that's where, you know, again, I was very blessed to have this amazing, you know, agency owner that I worked with that he's like, yeah, let's do it. You know, let's go for it. So we just kind of, we flew out to California. We did some training with this management system and we came back and we just started building. Um, we hired um, some in-house tech guys that, I said, I'm, I obviously, for my story, don't have much of a tech background. I just know from the insurance side what we needed to do. So we got some tech guys come in and we spent the last, uh, it was about three years ago, we started the process. So uh, building that out. And last year, uh, we actually got a product where we could launch it to market. So that's pretty impressive with no IT background, right? That's pretty impressive. So tell me a little bit about, you know, now we're talking about an integrated CRM and management system. So tell me a little bit about, you know, what, what does it do, what your target market is, you know, what is your sales pitch, right? That's, that's what I'm asking. What is your okay. sales pitch? Like, tell sure. me. Tell me more, right? Because it is important, you know, here we're all talking about your becoming story, how everything came to be, but, you know, we have an audience and, and you never know who's listening, right? So sure. tell me a little bit more about, you know, what is that you want to accomplish with, with this? Sure. Well, what we developed is, is a CRM-based agency management system. So it's a true actual full-fledged 
customer relationship management system, but it also performs those policy management functions. You get your policy downloads, you know, certificates processing, commissions, all that kind of things that the management systems do, but pulled into this customer relationship management system. So then you're able to also do your front end marketing, your client nurturing, you know, run automated email campaigns. You're able to uh, automate a lot of your processes. Um, and it's very user-friendly so that somebody without a tech degree, I can go in and do a lot of the customizations in there myself. So the training that we do whenever we do have new agencies come on board, we spend about you know four weeks, like an hour a week, we do one-on-one -on -one training, showing them how to use the system. And usually within that time, people are comfortable with the system. I mean, it really is very intuitive, which was very important to us. We wanted something that was simple to use, um, that the agencies would adopt because if your employees don't adopt a system, they don't use the system, then it's a complete waste. Um, and there's also nothing more frustrating as an employee is to being forced into a system that you can't figure out or you have to spend hours on the phone with tech support or doesn't work or doesn't do things that you think it should do because with technology these days, you shouldn't have to re-input information over and over again. And you, there are certain tasks and emails that should be able to be automated and sent out that are repetitive. So this system allows you to automate a lot of your processes and it pulls it all together in one system. And then you also get in addition to that, just as an added bonus, there's about 40 plus other business applications that are included all together on the single platform that are already integrated. So agencies can choose to use them or not. They don't have to get overwhelmed with having to change everything at once but they're included in the pricing. Um, it's got an accounting suite, it's got form builders, it's got website hosting, um, it's got your um, calendar scheduling, you know, your, their version of Calendly, it's got um, internal chats, you know, which is their version of Slack. Um, there's just a whole, e-signatures are included. There's just a whole list of things that are already there and integrated. So also as a manager who's trying to manage all this stuff, you've got one password people have to remember instead of having to remember 20 different passwords for all these different programs they use. You know, you got one place to manage permissions. Um, it's just, uh, and, and then everything already talks to each other, so. That's pretty cool. I don't think I've heard of such an integrated system yet. This mm -hmm. is the first time I'm hearing it. So mm -hmm. what is the feedback we're hearing from different people in, in, in your clients? What is the feedback? Sure. Well, the clients that we have so far love it. And that says something because most people, when you say, hey, what do you think about your agency management system? There's yeah. either, I hate it. And there's like this, this deep burning internal rage towards their management yeah, system. Yeah, yeah. Or it's just, it's okay. It does its job. And they're just kind of indifferent about it. Mm -hmm. But the feedback that we've had is that people love it it's so much of what people are looking for that should happen that should be able to happen with today's technology it's just these older systems they were built so long ago and they're on old tech on old code and it's just hard to make any changes it just takes a long time for things to change right. or trying to put in new things that don't really quite fit together so building on new technology just makes it a much more seamless and much easier uh, user interface so Good, good. That's pretty awesome. I would love to have a demo on that because, sure. um, you know, like just to learn because when, so when we are having, you know, a strategy sessions with our clients mm -hmm. um, at Sabato, you know, a lot of, a lot of clients don't even have a 
you know, you go to like the like central states and a lot of people don't have a CRM. A lot of people don't even have a management system. They said, well, I have mm -hmm. a spreadsheet <laughs> and I download, I download the, download the commissions monthly. Believe it or not, 2022, that's still happening. I am not joking. So I mean, say respect for somebody that can run a whole agency on Excel. So, I mean, <laughs> right. So, you know, I always love learning what is out there so we can send them recommendations on, you know, you might want to look at this system, you know, you might want to, you might want to start integrating technology because you cannot run like this forever. Um, right. So always willing to learn more to be able to help other agencies out there because they are a, the, the one, the two, the five man shop that is still not, you know, where they need to be in order to scale their agency. So this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about shifting gears a little bit. Tell me about, you know, who has been an inspiration for you to get to where you at today? Well, so there's a couple of different people that I think of in my life. Um, one actually has been is, is maybe corny or cheesy or generic as it sounds, but like my father always really pushed us as we were kids to always, you know, whatever our dreams were, he was always encouraging for us to go for it and always encouraged us to, you know, just do it, you know, okay, you don't know, learn as you go and always be learning and always be curious and always push yourself for excellence. Um, he never expected us to be perfect, but he always expected us to be the very best that we could be and to always give our best. So that's where we got in trouble is if we, you know, just gave a half effort. He's like, if you're going to do anything, do it well. Um, so as like I said, as, as generic as that sounds, my father really played a huge role in how I developed as a person and how I've gone after the things that I've wanted to do in my life. So that's why I've never been afraid to go into male dominated areas. Um, it's not something I intentionally do. And I've it's just one of those things that's never bothered me. For example, in the air, when I was in aerospace um, here at the local college, out of 80-something students, there was six females. So it's just one of those things that I just never felt like I had things that would hold me back. I always felt like I was completely capable of doing anything that I set my mind to doing, and a lot of that I attribute back to my father. So That's a pretty good feeling, and I am glad, you know, usually I hear I will say 98%, 98.5% of the time I hear in this podcast, my mom, right? Mm -hmm. Like I hear my mom, but I also love hearing how, you know, guys and males and fathers have such a big influence in someone, you know, someone's life. Like I am, I think everything that has to do with, you know, being caring and being, um, just a good person came from my father and he always treated me like nothing was impossible and then I learned the hard work from my mom because she was always working um, for us and she she will have two jobs she will have three jobs she you know she'll get home and still cook dinner and I do those things today right like I I, I manage a series of companies and I still get home and make dinner for my family. And then, you know, I do the laundry and I do all these things. So 
I think it is important to have those those figures um, in our lives. Um, and, and it's important to recognize that they can have a huge difference uh, into someone's future, right? So um, tell me a little bit about what are your favorite things to read and what would you recommend um, you know, our listeners out there um, to read in order to empower themselves um, in, you know, in business or in their personal lives, any, any favorites, or are you more like an audible person? I mean, this day, well, you know, no. <laughs> well, speaking of audible, so I prefer a, a actual paper copy book. I am a book nerd. I love books. I read everything. And I try to make myself read a wide variety of things because, you know, you've got your little favorite genre that you always go to, but I really try to force myself to read as broad of a selection of things that I can, but mentioning Audible, I will throw out, I listened to my first Audible. Um, I've tried to listen to him before and I just can't get into it, but Green Lights um, by Matthew McConaughey, hearing him uh, read his own book, that was the best thing ever. So if you have not listened to that one, the, the book is fantastic. Yeah. And then of course him, him narrating is, is the best. So, yeah. um, but going back to, uh, it's hard to pick a favorite because there's so many things, but one that just always comes to mind first is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. And for me, I don't know why it stuck with me so much over the years. Um, it's just, and I don't know if it has to do with the themes in it, but for me, the, the theme that I got out of it at least was the, the pursuit of your dreams and, and looking for something and taking that leap of faith to leave what you know and the safety and security of, of what things are and to go search for, you know, what it is that you're wanting to accomplish in life. He was, you know, he goes out looking for this treasure and he, you know, gives up a lot for that. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot of risk to do that. And then also it's kind of like that internal battle between wanting to stay in your comfort zone and, and pushing yeah. yourself to do something, something better and something greater. So. He is my favorite author. I don't know if this is a coincidence. I don't know if you like seen any of like my past posts, but I have every single book that he has issued. Every single one of them. Well, I'll have to read more then. <laughs> I've yeah. only read two. I, read, I just finished The Archer recently. Um, that yeah. was also by him. Um, yeah. But uh, I did... It, it just happened to be coincidence. It's always been my favorite book, but then I did see something where you had mentioned it before somewhere. So I yeah. thought that you were a fan, but it's just always been one of my top ones. So he is my favorite and you're totally right. If you are looking for an out of, out of the world experience that is going to take the alchemist to like a middle level, you need to read the Valkyries. The Valkyries. Okay. Yes. And that's, I'll put that on that's, my list that's next. one of his. The Valkyries will bring you to next level. Like it's, I'm talking about it and I get goosebumps because <laughs> it's such an amazing book. It's such an amazing experience reading that book. And then um, for fun, uh, a, a really good fun one uh, was uh, the uh, Witch of Portobello. That, that's a fun okay. one to read. And then the other one that he just released, Hippie. Hippie is a very fun read. It's about, you know, younger years, you know, like traveling the world, smoking weed, you know, falling in love and just, you know, overall, like 
yeah. having this transition in life, finding who he who who this person was, but at the same time, it's it's a very fun, very vibrant, uh, maybe very vibrant read. And I don't work for publishing. This is not paid. I'm just, <laughs> you should, you I should just, be paying you commission. Yeah, it's like this is a commercial thing. No, it's not. It's just. <laughs> I do love um, his way of writing. I, I do enjoy it a lot. And every time he releases a book, I just go and buy it. And then it takes me like a couple of months to get into it. But then, you know, I just, you know, read it in a couple, couple, couple weekends. I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, so the Valkyries, I am, if you put your address, I'm going to send it over to you. Okay. So that's, my, that's my gift to you. That's my gift to you for coming into the podcast. And I know you're you're going to enjoy that book a lot. Um, so thank you <laughs> for thank you. Having, having that connection. I just love it. I feel closer to you now. <laughs> so you know, tell me um, just to conclude and you know to to bring a little bit of uh, of joy out there to our listeners. What is the message of empowerment that you have for women that are trying to break into the space? You know, you have this amazing, um, secure personality just because of what your father imparted into you, but not a lot of women breaking into either the insure tech or the insurance industry. Sometimes, you, you know, we don't possess that. So what can you tell them? What message of empowerment can you tell them today as they uh, continue to make decisions, right? And want to grow in their in this space. Mm -hmm. Well, especially if, if it's someone that lacks that confidence to get out there and do it themselves, it is so important with who you surround your, yourself with. So if you're not in a good work environment, especially in today's hiring market, everybody's hiring. So if you're not in a supportive environment, I would encourage someone to look for somewhere where you can be nurtured and grow and encouraged to learn and to progress um, and to really seek out those people that would be happy to mentor you because I know there's so many people in the industry. Um, this industry to me has been a very welcoming industry and especially if you reach out to to women that are in those positions maybe that you aspire to just you know send them a message on LinkedIn and just about every one of them will be more than happy to sit down and talk with you um, you know have a zoom call whatever um, but just having that encouragement that network of women and having a network of women that encourage each other um, because I know historically so many times women are they feel threatened by other successful women and I've never really understood why, because this world is big enough for us all to be successful. <laughs> and I feel like we need to build each other up and encourage each other. So make sure you reach out to those women that are encouraging and that are happy to talk to you and support you and listen to listen to your struggles and listen to your dreams and maybe be able to either just listen or to offer advice on how to get there. So, And I think it's really important that doesn't matter if what you're trying to do is kind of like competing with what others are doing. Like people is always willing to have a conversation. They might not share their recipe for success with you, right? Because they can't share their, you know, how they're building their product or things like that. But the journey is what matters, right? And we can all share, you know, those little pieces of advice that, you know, if you're feeling like this, make sure that, you know, you explore these different areas so you can kind of like, falling to the right path, right? And all we want is everybody to succeed. I mean, there is plenty uh, 
of space for everybody to grow, especially now that things are changing so rapidly, right? right? So thank you for offering your support to others. Thank you for being here, for sharing a little bit about your story. I cannot wait to see what your system does. I, I'm gonna go and like book my time right after this um, and see how we can help, you know, other agencies out there, other women, other agency owners, you know, grow and take a step into the future because it's necessary at this point. If you don't do it, you're not gonna survive. And I think that's right. that's the that's the truth and that's the bottom line, right? right. Um, so appreciate you being here. Um, I hope we can continue to collaborate and I'll see you in Nashville in October. Yes. I'll be that's gonna be exciting. It. We'll have lunch. Yes, that's for sure. Thank you so much for being here today, Rachel. I really appreciate it. All right, thank you. Life is meant to be fun. You're not hurting anyone. Nobody loses. Let the music make you free. Be what you want to be. Make no excuses. I appreciate you listening today. Remember that it is your reaction to adversity, no adversity itself, that determines how your life story will develop. Now it is the time to do something meaningful and impactful with your story. Help empower others or empower yourself to break that glass ceiling that holds you back. Don't forget to visit our website to learn more about our guests from today and connect with us on LinkedIn and Instagram. My name is Monica Duani, and I cannot wait to see you transcend. Oh.